Pray with the Gospel readings every day of the year with Sacred Space, the prayer book 2023. The text of each day's Gospel passage is included, along with points of reflection and a prayer theme for the entire week. Put together by Irish Jesuits, Sacred Space, the prayer book, is a wonderful way to immerse yourself in prayer using the principles of Ignatian contemplation. Find Sacred Space, the prayer book, 2023 at loyolapress.com or wherever you buy your Catholic books. FIG Ministry presents the Catholic Influencers Podcast. Join me, Alyssa Aegis, and my co-hosts, Father Rob Gallia and Justine Cumbo, as we break open the upcoming Sunday Mass readings and discuss relevant topics and life issues from a Catholic perspective. For a shorter, more reflective explanation of the Sunday Mass readings, be sure to check out our sister podcast, Catholic Influencers, Father Rob Gallia Homilies. Welcome to episode 14 of the podcast. <laughs> so so good to be here. Thanks sound creepy. Yeah. <laughs> this is a happy place to be, everybody. <laughs> well, it's me, it's me. Um, but it's, uh, today we're... Uh, my favorite feast. Favorite, favorite, favorite. Um, it's Pentecost. We're walking into Pentecost, the Feast of Holy Spirit. Uh, the And uh, sometimes we think of Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. We objectify Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a person and we get to celebrate. We get to celebrate the Holy Spirit um, uh, in, in the person of Holy Spirit. <laughs> I'm confusing you, I know. But um, uh, And finalize and the season of Easter. Mm-hmm. And so we begin a new journey where we experience the season of Easter, the resurrection, and now we go out to the ends of the earth to live out our, our gospel call, our, our call to be witnesses. But here, here we go. Okay, question for you. Favorite song? Oh, three of us here are musicians. In some, like we're all, in a sense, <laughs> professional me. musicians. <laughs> uh, probably at least professional here. Of the, but no. the, the, what is your favorite song? Like a song... Maybe that um, is your maybe a go-to song, or maybe at the moment is probably your most played on your your Spotify uh, Apple Music account. Oh, I wasn't going to say like most played on my Spotify because I don't listen to it. But my favorite song to sing right yes. now, because I sing a lot of songs and they go out of fashion very quickly, is "Cold Heart" by. Elton John and Dua Lipa. Oh, now, nice. fun fact about this sing song: it, sing it, sing it. it's so fun. Cold, cold heart. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's cute. Um, it's it's be alone that's the one. Four chords. So fun. I play the bass line. It's like boppy as. It's the best. Fun fact. There are four Elton John songs in one in this song. Amazing. Wow. Really cool. And they've just like do a leap of fight it. But she comes in for one little cameo. But it's actually four Elton John songs. So wow. if anyone can Sacrifice. find those four. Sacrifice, I'm Sacrifice. sure. Um, there's Rocket Man. Ro- uh, how's the Rocket Man song? And I think it's go- is that right? Yeah, I think it's gonna be a long, long time. That one. Okay. Another one. Um, where's the Shura? Okay. Because at the end she sings. They sing Shura. This is like the inception of Elton John. <laughs> yeah. And there's one more. Oh my! God. Now I don't know what it is. Cold, cold heart. No, cold. The new song. Cold heart. Cold, cold heart. Sorry, I knew the answer to this, but someone can tell me. Four Just songs not, in one. Not great gone song. with the wind. Definitely didn't hear that <laughs> one. And this I'm not, I'm not, not um, Baby Shark. No. no but okay. like I this song, Driving the Down the Freeway on a Hot Day, like when COVID restrictions were opening up where we are, that was my jam. It was like, yep, we're coming mm-hmm. back to normal. Oh, nice. Yeah. My, mine is a song by NCU Worship. 
I thought you were going to say NSYNC. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> a little part of me came alive when I heard NSYNC. <laughs> NC on. Worship, which is a very simple song. It's called Lamb of God, which is Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Oh, I think you played yeah, this for us. I played it. Yeah, I played it not on the so on, on the podcast, oh, but sorry. I played it for, yeah. for you too. But this, yeah, the, for me, that's a song where I just need um, to breathe. I go to that song. Wow. I just have a nostalgic song. So Friday night's, it was also Friday Night Fever. Like no, I'm not that old school. <laughs> Do you remember that song? It's Friday Night. <laughs> still, yeah. every time, it's, just, it's not old for me. I'm still stuck on it. I just feel so alive. <laughs> That's good. This Catholic Influencers podcast is sponsored by Modern Grace. Modern Grace is a unique online Catholic gift store with a beautiful faith-inspired collection of gifts, and homewares to bring into your life and to share with your family, friends, and faith-filled community. Stocking everything from liturgical planners, rosaries, inspiring reads, sacramental gifts, Catholic homewares, a children's collection of toys, wraps, and teethers, and FRG ministry merchandise and more. Modern Grace introduces Catholic gifts which add value to your faith life for any occasion. Discounts available for stocking church piety stores, conferences, and events. Just contact us online for more information. So check out their range at moderngrace.com.au and follow them on Facebook and Instagram. So we're going to jump into this week's second reading. And this week's reading comes from the book of Romans, chapter 8, verses 8 to 17. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. For those who are led by the spirit of God are the children of God. The spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship and by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. Sometimes we underestimate the power of the Holy Spirit in us. I, honestly, if, if we could for one second realize just how much power we have in us through our baptism, I think we'd go nuts, we'd go crazy. We just, we just sell ourselves short so much so often. Mm-hmm. And we're so, we're so defeatist sometimes because we don't recognize the immeasurable power that is within us. We have the same power, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. 
And then we're here battling with a little temptation, with a worrying when we, we get a little cold and anxious when we get into an argument. And we don't realize we, so, we, we lose sight of, of just the great, incredible power potential that is within us. And I'm, I'm pointing fingers at myself mm. as well. You, know, no, you can forget. point them at me too. <laughs> Go ahead and point Same. this way as well. But yeah, just crazy. I suppose that's why this episode is, is really cool. And we're not just here to like talk at each other, first and foremost, or at you. Like I know that for us, this is about awake, reawakening this truth in us as well. Mm-hmm. And, and scripture is alive. So what an opportunity now just to say a prayer in your heart. Like, all right, Holy Spirit, let's oh. go. Stir up in me. Come Holy Spirit. Um, there's some pretty strong, clear messages in this scripture. Hey, um, yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's black and white. Yeah, it is. Yes. And some sometimes I think the letters can be really lovely, <laughs> and then <laughs> other times you can really lay it down. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think to begin with, um, Paul really is making a contrast between two ways of living. It's quite clear between the flesh and between the spirit, and. Both of those ways have two very different outcomes mm-hmm. uh, in your life. They produce one produces fruit and one produces not fruit, <laughs> <laughs> plastic fruit. <laughs> one's real fresh fruit, the other no one's fruit. plastic fruit. Um, and I guess I just wanted to say, like, you know, the thing is, like, when you truly deeply encounter God, it's not that you get rid of your sort of fleshly desire. That's still there. So it's not a like, okay, I choose a spirit, like. See you later, all fleshly desires and temptations. It's still there. But what happens when you have that true, real, honest conversion and you let that conversion continue to change you? It's like you you realize that you have this holy awareness now. You see things differently now. This holy awe wakes up in you. And what it's accompanied by is this feeling like, I don't want to cheat god of anything yes it's this desire to glorify god and it's deep in your tummy and it's i don't know for me sometimes it's this feeling that calls out of me and you realize that choosing the flesh now is a ripoff not just for you but for god as well and so i still sin but i know that when i do the the feelings that follow the stuff up it's like god like how did I, how did I miss it? How did I give yeah. in to that? How did I, oh, I'm just so annoyed at myself because I want to glorify you so badly. Like I, that's yeah. what I want. And so I suppose it's, you, you have this, now you have this very active voice in you and this awareness in you that you can't unsee mm-hmm. and it's, it's awake and it's alert um, and you can push it down. Yes. You can. Um, but if you allow it to be the loudest voice in your life, it does changes what you want. And it changes how you turn away from sin, even when you do fall. I was going to say, as you were saying that, but it is possible because we have the spirit dwelling inside of us and we can't say no to the temptations of the flesh without that mm-hmm. spirit. We can't do that without the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. So, um, Yeah, and I also, I think it's a, he gives a, two contrasts almost two extremes where we could live we could choose to live and where our life is either dominated by sin or dominated by the spirit of god and i've seen people on both sides you know usually people are not uh, so clearly uh, on one side or another but what uh, it may be something you can question in your life what is most dominant let's see option number one dominant a sinful dominant nature it's a nature which is self-focused where the focus is getting your own desires. It's not what people see. It's what you mirror when no one is looking. 
when at the end of the day when you're assessing your own motives are you self-focused own desires do you go where you like when you like mm -hmm. and it's not just a, a mobility trait taking your car and going anywhere but uh, uh, or are you dominated as well by lust by pride or selfish ambition in contrast to this here's the the second being led by the spirit of god and some might see this as far-fetched but i actually know people who lived in this description when i was reading this what that i'm going to read now i think of w one person as well who was a mentor in my life and lived really in this moment so i know this is possible a person who is dominated by the spirit is someone who lives in christ and is never underlined never separated from him they don't have a mind of their own they're always asking what jesus what do you want i want to do your will where christ is their mind they have no desires of their own. It doesn't mean they don't desire things, but they never give in to the desires of their own and only seek the will of God. This, they are spirit-controlled. Mm -hmm. And this is what God asks us, to choose the latter, to choose this. Now we go in and out of this, but yes, it is achievable. And this is the way to heaven. This is the way to be heavenly-minded. Uh, and this, the latter requires death, it requires us to die to self yeah. constantly do you know what scripture is coming to mind as you're speaking is the rich young man you know he had this awakening moment like of who jesus was and just but couldn't let go of essentially his fleshly desire his possessions yeah. and he walked away so the moral of the story is like you the spirit um our response the, yeah the grace of the spirit is resistible we can resist yes. it yes we don't always naturally want to choose it like to want to want to choose that sometimes is hard and i know that this can be really confronting but honestly when you become a christian you're gonna have to make changes in your life yes you know and some of them are gonna be really hard and letting go of things it's not just like woo i know the spirit now <laughs> let it all go sell all my <laughs> stuff woo like it's just not that it's not it's no. not it's hard it's really difficult yeah, when you're in the midst of a temptation um, or when you really need to let go of an old way of thinking or mixing and mingling with an old way of spending or relating to other people, like, far out. You're going to have to lose some, some weight, you know, yes. lose some of that fleshly desire. It's hard. And what you said earlier is that there's always going to be the, the sort of the old side of you coming back, wanting to come back and wanting yeah. to take you back to the old way of living. And even again, St. Paul talks about uh, the old man chasing after us. Wow. So he talks about it, that don't look back, keep looking forward to, to the old man, the old self that is chasing after you. It's a bit of a creepy image. <laughs> 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 it is. <laughs> Not an old man, an elderly man, but the old you. Yes, <laughs> yes. But it, this, this is the reality that I know, like people who start off well, they love the Lord well, they serve the Lord well, but and then slowly, the f we've talked about this before, but the, it's the slow fade where black and white turns to grey. It's the same old story. Mm -hmm where we start to compromise and let the, the, the domination of sinful nature take over our lives. Mm -hmm. And this is why we need to assess, do um, a reflection and check our conscience and the examination of conscience. Make sure we go to confession because our hearts do harden to sin. And just because you stopped feeling guilty about something doesn't mean that it is not sinful mm -hmm. and doesn't mean it's mm -hmm. not killing you and doesn't mean it's not going to send you in a sense, in every sense, to hell. Wow. Mm -hmm. So just because you don't feel it's bad doesn't mean it isn't killing you. Wow. 
I'm like thinking like about like my life. End, I know. <laughs> <laughs> There's another um, thing um, uh, uh, that we talk about the adoption. I would really like to because this is. You see, this is uh, uh, ab- about the old self that people were dominated by sin, and he, Saint Paul, talks about this. He alludes th- to this as slaves. You see, in the Roman times, there were slaves, and then there were free men, free people. Okay, so the, he's saying people who are slaves are people who have no, um, who are in the world. They have no autonomy. They have no um, rights of their own in one way, but they are also people. He. Uh, uh, analogizes as people who have who are in a sinful world okay and when we are not with christ we are slaves we are slave to sin but then on on the contrast on the other side he talks about hey being adopted children of god so every now and then in the roman times um let's say the there was a slave that worked within a, a family that had no rights that was a slave but they the family would think hey um i think i'm going to adopt you I think I'm going to make you like I, I've gr- we've grown to love you as a family, and we're going to adopt you, and so that changes everything for the slave, absolutely everything. And so maybe we'll talk a, a little bit about the adoption process, or um, we'll talk about this. So it, for the for the Roman, um, we need to understand when cry, when Saint Paul talks about adoption, he was talking about the Roman process. That's the way he knew he. That's the world he lived in. And so the adoption process was, first of all, you have to understand that it was a very patriarchal nation, okay, as well, where the father of the family had all the rights. No one else had any rights. The wife had no rights. The children had no rights. Now, when I say the children had no rights, I, there was no coming of age. So if you're um, not married and you're still at home and you're 40 years old, you still have no rights, zero. So until you have your own family, you and you are the father of the household, then you have no rights whatsoever. It is the father, whether your father's ninety years old or whatever, he has so much he has all the control. And so for for Paul, he's saying, Hey, um I, I want to uh, adopt you. But here are the three cons- consequences of adoption. The first thing is that when a, a a slave, say, was adopted into a family, all the rights of his old family, anything he had in his old family, um, that they're lo- they're they're gone. They're gone. So you have no rights. Um, you no longer belong. So it's n- you don't have a dual citizenship. Mm-hmm. You have one citizenship, and so you have to basically um, you have no rights and no hold of the old one. But you gain all the rights of the new family. Okay. So that's number one. Number two is you become an heir. So this slave now becomes the, an heir to everything that the father owns that this family has. That's the second thing. The third thing. And which is so powerful, and this is where St. Paul, I think, wanted to emphasize, was that the old life was wiped out. So any debt you had in the old life, any bad reputation you had in the old life, any um, friends even you had in the old life, those are gone, completely gone. Now, we don't, you, your debts don't come into this family. Your old friends actually don't come into this family. It is only you that come into this family. But all my friends are your friends now. And all my stuff is your stuff. So all debt is gone. All, all, um, and you take on this new identity. And this is the beautiful thing of that what God does for us through baptism. But in order for this whole process to happen, there were seven witnesses that would stand around and watch all of this happen, this process happen. And what St. Paul says here is that we don't have seven witnesses, but that the Holy Spirit himself is witness to our adoption into the family of God. 
through baptism, we are and have become children, adopted children of God. So our old debt is gone. Our sinful nature is gone. Our old friends should be gone in a sense that that causes us bad influence. Anything that is not of God. And now we should just be focused on the family. It's almost like your mafia type of things. Like about the family. (laughs) About the family. I love that you wove in mafia. mafia (laughs) I was thinking of European families as you were speaking um, about that in a sense. But that's such a beautiful way that it... Yeah, Paul's really bringing home that fact that our Christian salvation is adoption into the family of God and those things that are applicable to the Roman adoption are applicable to us. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, so, so we no longer exist. No, it's no longer I who, who lives, but Christ who lives in me. It's mm-hmm. no longer my old family, but my new family. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, this is how we give in. This is how we surrender to, to the, the Holy Spirit in this way. This production would not be possible without the support of our FRG ministry partners and donors. Your ongoing support ensures that our online masses, online courses, podcasts, TV programs, school, youth and parish outreaches continue to reach millions of people across the world. Please prayerfully consider giving a one-off donation or becoming an ongoing ministry partner and join us in our mission to share the love of Jesus and his message of hope to the ends of the earth. Find out more at frgministry.com slash donate. Reality check. Everyone went quiet all of a sudden. I think I'm still, still trying to take in everything that you just said. It was... Re- I, I phased out, not going to lie. That's why I was quiet. <laughs> I'm glad you're honest. <laughs> what do you plan? You, you, um, Justine was, is planning to go to the beach after this well, and keeps sun, looking outside the, the window. The sun's gone away now. No, I'm no, very happy to still, be here. It's still early. You can still have plenty of sun. <laughs> Melbourne weather. So this week's reality check. Holy Spirit, dot, dot, dot. So what? Oh. Clickbait yeah. or what? <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to start off with... Um, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes when we say the creed at Mass, you just you say the words because you've said them so many times and that you always come to that word consubstantial. And I think as I was first learning that word, I was always like, yeah, I got the big word right. Like I yeah. can't say this word. Well done, me. <laughs> but what does consubstantial actually mean? It means um, of the same divine substance as God the Father and the Son. And so God the Father, the Son and the Spirit act in perfect unity with each other. And there is a podcast about this <laughs> on the Trinity. but Episode I, I couldn't tell you this one. Sorry, I'm not <laughs> so disappointed. No, actually, probably maybe season four or five. There you go. Look out for it. Around so it's on that. the Trinity. Around that. That's so good. I think it is true. We fumble our way through, but who we, and I think it leaves us with the question, but we forget who this Holy Spirit is, what the Holy Spirit does, why we actually need the Holy Spirit in our life. And I think that's kind of what we want to talk about in this week's reality check. Why do we need the Holy Spirit? And how do we call on the Holy Spirit? And it's really interesting. um, There was a big event um, that I was helping to run um, last year. And I remember one of the leaders at this event, um, he said before he was praying, oh, you know, I'm going to be a bit charismatic here and I'm just going to ask the Holy Spirit to come and be with us. And I was like, what? Like, that's not being charismatic. 
that's actually just being a Christian. Like we should yes. always be pay- praying in and through the Holy Spirit. It's not a caro thing. It's yes. a Christian thing. It's a Catholic thing to be so reliant on the Holy Spirit, to be expectant of what the Holy Spirit can do, is doing, will do. That's just a normal that's it and there's only <laughs> one way to receive the holy spirit one way and this is very scriptural anyone want to guess what it is i think we've spoken about it even. i never know the answers to these <laughs> questions <laughs> <laughs> there's <laughs> only one way to receive the holy spirit and that is to ask for the holy spirit wow. the only one way so jesus says himself those of you who are, are cruel know how to give good things to your child so much more will the father give the holy spirit to those who ask for ask it. for it so that's the only way to uh, ask to receive the Holy Spirit is to ask. So even um, the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit is so um, allows us to live out all of the promises that Jesus has given us through the, the Word of God. Mm-hmm. We cannot, we cannot become like Jesus. We cannot fulfill the call to become saints. We cannot love others. We cannot be a witness in this world without Holy Spirit, without the power of the Holy Spirit, and. We can leave an impact in this world, but we cannot leave an an, an eternal dent in this world without Mm. the power of the Holy Spirit. And we need to ask for Holy Spirit every morning, Mm -hmm. every day, every moment. And I I just, yeah, even when we're finding it difficult to love, the Holy Spirit gives us the power to love, to serve others. Yeah, I think sometimes um, we limit the Holy Spirit just to the Pentecost story. And like, it's very clear that in what the Pentecost what the Holy Spirit does in the Pentecost story. You can't avoid it. It's quite a radical change. On the one hand, they live, you know, they're in this upper room, they're freaking out, they're worried, they're anxious, they're hiding, and then Holy Spirit comes and they're out the door. Yeah. They, they cannot cannot yeah. sit in that Speaking room. Speaking in several anymore. languages and Insane. just like yeah. So so what? Like that's pretty much that's enough to convince me. But what I think I don't often remember is that you know, who the Holy Spirit is and what the Holy Spirit done is filtered all throughout scripture. Like mm-hmm. literally, practically, Scripture telling us what the Holy Spirit does, yes. who the Holy Spirit is. And I have a few Scriptures, like in Ezekiel, he says, and I will put my Spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. The Holy Spirit is in us. But you see, just to, on that, yeah. on that Scripture verse, you see, that was a prophetic word. It wasn't yes. a, a, a word for now. Because you see, until the Pentecost, until the Holy Spirit came, the Holy Spirit was upon the people of God, True. not in the people of God. You see, so he was upon Moses. He was upon King David. He was upon, but he only entered into us and became part of us when that veil was torn, when Pentecost and came. And that is a really cool distinction that points to the fact that the Holy Spirit was always there. Yes. It's not that he wasn't there and then Pentecost, he was there. I think that was a bad example on my part, but it's actually a yes. really good yeah. learning point that the Holy Spirit didn't just pop up out of nowhere. Yes. He was always there waiting for that From time. creation, That's the Ruach, it. the mm-hmm. breath of yes. God. Yes, yeah. yeah. so it's not just a, a special guest who walks in on episode 12 of you know, <laughs> Pentecost, <laughs> but all throughout scripture, um, Mark. Episode 14, but anyway. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, sorry. I just pulled out a random number. <laughs> Whenever you're arrested and brought to trial, do not worry beforehand about what you will say. Just say whatever is given to you at the time, for it is not you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit wants to give us words. It's practical help. Give me an example of this. Like, yeah, sorry. No, I was just going to say it's been present all throughout Scripture, but it's still active today. Yes. Um, And 
I was just even going to say as we it empowers us to do what the things that we want to do oftentimes we do this podcast and the three of us often feel unworthy and like I don't know what I'm going to say I don't know what I'm going to do but this is the point where we can be practical and ask the Holy Spirit to come in and say hey you need to like help me out here and, and yes. do this for me yes. and they also I think the uh, Holy Spirit helps us to become witnesses I was just um, recently I was speaking to I think maybe 120 um, girls year 12 girls and at a school, and um, I was just giving this talk, and in the middle of the talk, it, I felt like it was a, almost an out-of-body experience. You know, yeah. I started, I was really tired because I, I, I spoke at four schools this week, and it was just, it, it was tough because I haven't spoken at school so much, and I, it, it, these things are like exhaust me more now than mm-hmm. they did before. But I was just talking, and right in the middle of the talk, I just burst out crying. I just burst out crying, and not because oh. I got emotional, but because the Holy Spirit, I was just almost like listening to myself preach, listening to myself talk. And I just, like a sword went through my heart. I just felt so convicted and, and so close to the Holy Spirit. And, and then when I started crying, of course, everyone else started <laughs> crying and people had to leave the room. And it was just An old girl school. Oh my when goodness, the, when the teach, me, <laughs> teach me not to, <laughs> remind me not to, to get emotional in a girl's school. Like, because I think with guys, they just ease it off. But with the girls, they, I guys will fight feed. it down. They'll pretend that yeah. they're not crying. But, they but really it was are. just ended up a whole mess. Like, wow. so, but it was just, this is what the Holy Spirit gives us the power to speak, to, to be witnesses, to be, carry the word of God. Um, when when we need it, yes. at the time we need it. Yes, and I just really want to clarify, and this is something I'm continually growing in, in my understanding of, it's in the day-to-day things, the everyday things. It's You know, the Holy Spirit is not limited to mass. He is not limited to the confines of a church, doesn't just act in your life when you're doing, quote-unquote, spiritual things or holy things. Every day, he wants to help us in the practical. The to-do list that you have that's growing or that you've been avoiding, the Holy Spirit actually wants you to invite him into that very mm. practical thing that you want to do in your work, in your decisions, in your relationships. Studying for an exam. Studying for an mm-hmm. exam. Um, your daily prayer outside of a church building, when you don't know what to do, when you feel lost, when you are literally lost. Mm. Holy Spirit, be my map. Like, yes. literally help me. You are never alone. And... Just really practical. This is such a silly thing. It's almost embarrassing to say. I'm quite an extrovert, but I started a new job and I had a one and a half hour car ride with a new colleague. And I am an extrovert, but sometimes I do feel awkward. And I was like, oh gosh, like I tried to get out of it and so that I could drive separately to her because I was like, what are we going to talk about for an hour and a half? (laughs) What if she's listening to this? I love her. (laughs) Like, honestly, I was so grateful for that whole car ride because, like, Jess, she's amazing. Um, But I, was like all right god like come into the car ride with me like holy spirit give us conversation best car ride conversations <laughs> ever <laughs> and moments of silence that didn't feel awkward, awkward. Yeah. you know when i traveled overseas i was by myself i was freaking out and i was like god holy spirit please help me to find some friends i felt i feel embarrassed to even say it i was uh, traveling around italy for 10 days by myself every single day i met someone to spend my day with and wow. they weren't psychos and I'm still alive. So that's also a bonus. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit wants to help us practically. And I, there are so many things like, for example, I find it, um, there are certain people, like there's a guy I used to travel around the world with and, and, and preach with. And there were times I would just get so tired, tired of, as human beings do, of attitudes, tired of, of just, yeah. And I, I used to pray, I, always I used to pray, God, 
Holy Spirit, teach me to love. Mm-hmm. Teach me not only to love, give me opportunities to serve. So this trip, I just want to serve this person. Holy Spirit, help me to serve. Mm-hmm. And every time I did that, the trip was always so amazing. There was It was always this thing. I, the Holy Spirit helped me look at it at, as not I'm sharing a stage with this preacher or whatever, but I'm there to serve this person. So wow. every opportunity the Holy Spirit gave me, this, um, uh, opportunities like, let me help carry your bag. Let me help do this yes. for you. And it became an act of service. Holy Spirit reminding me in small ways yeah. to, to serve the other person. Yeah, it's powerful. It's yeah, really it powerful. And I think it's important, as you said at the start, the one way that the Holy Spirit can enter our lives is if we say, come Holy Spirit. And starting every day, like I know that I've titled my alarm on my phone, like, thank you, Jesus, for another day. Wow. But yeah. to, and I like, sometimes I look at it and it reminds me to say that, but to lie in your bed before you get up, before you look at your phone and just say, come Holy Spirit, like come into this day. Please lead me into this day. Like he will, he will equip yeah. you for what he's called you to do. And if you really mean that prayer, like strap yourself in because like the adventures that the Holy Spirit takes you on, the little things, the big things, the crazy things that leave you stumped, the moments that bring you to tears in front of 140 girls, start from this small prayer that's just come Holy Spirit, lead the way. And this is what we pray at Pentecost. This is what the Pentecost feast is all about. Amen. That's what I was going to say. I just, I'm, re- I've been, I feel like I've been really quiet, but I've been really captivated. Quietly captivated is a new single by Alyssa. But the Holy Spirit always uh, remember the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So this is how we know the Holy Spirit is at work in our lives when we bear the fruit. I think yeah. this is in Galatians. It says the fruit of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control wherever we see these fruit of the holy spirit we can see we know that the holy spirit is present here with us so once again thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the catholic influences podcast in a few short weeks we have a very exciting event happening the catholic influences summit all info about that is at our website www.catholicinfluencessummit.org keynote speakers times of prayer worship we've got speakers from all around the world workshops workshops it's gonna be amazing it's a free event head to our website to sign up catholicinfluencersummit.org i love a good freebie it's pretty good it is good we could do our retreats are free our um conferences are free and we do this only because of the support of our ministry partners this would not be possible without our ministry partners that's right. And if you want to become a ministry partner, you can do that at frgministry.com forward slash ministry partner. All things podcast are at frgministry.com forward slash podcast. Send us a message on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We would love to hear from you. Ci vediamo. We'll see Happy you next Pentecost. week. Happy Pentecost. Happy Pentecost. Come Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.